the Hallmarkies podcast. This is really fun. This is our first recap that we have recorded for official Christmas 2020. It's happening. And this is actually an off-network episode where we're going to be talking about all things happening aside from Homework Channel. And we're going to be recording uh, for, it's actually going to be on Friday this week, not norm- our normal Wednesday. Uh, we're going to, uh, so when this airs, it'll be tomorrow, will be our, uh, we're recording it on Thursday, and then this will air on Friday. Our, we're going to have our uh, recap of the Hallmark movies for this last weekend with Ruth Hill is going to be there. So it's going to be great. Uh, but this is the Off Network episode for this week. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Dory's here. Hi, guys. Hey. Yay. And if you're new to the podcast, then uh, Dory is the host, the co-host of All the Feels podcast, another podcast that covers Hallmark movies. And in this in Christmas, they cover Lifetime as well. They have their bracket. So, uh, yeah, you ready for you ready for this season? I'm so ready for this season. Our bracket is up. It is complete. This weekend was actually our first bracket matchup, which we're very excited about. So, I mean, Christmas is definitely coming super early this year, but this is the year for it to be coming this early. So I'm ready. Yeah, we need it. Desperately. Yeah. Dying for it. I've been I've been ready since August. So let's do this. All right. Well, before we dive into predominantly the Lifetime movies, what we're going to talk about this uh, episode, I wanted to give my mini review for the film Holiday, which is coming out on Netflix. Okay. So this film is a romantic comedy, and I mentioned it in our preview show that I had seen it. Uh, which was on Wednesday. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got to see an early review. It's now out. You can watch it if you want. It stars Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. And one of the things they don't really make clear in the trailer is that this is a pretty R-rated, raunchy rom- romantic comedy. Uh, it, I'm surprised they didn't have a Red Band trailer, which if you don't know the lingo, a Red Band trailer is kind of the way of distinguishing a rated R trailer. So adults only trailer, uh, because I think that, that would have probably been more honest to what the content of the film is. And I, I think that the cast is pretty strong in the film. I like Luke Bracey. I like Emma Roberts. I love Kristen Chenoweth as Frances Fisher's in this, who's great. Uh, it has a really fun cast. And there are some fun moments. And I think they actually have pretty decent chemistry between Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. And the whole plot is basically that they decide to be each other's dates throughout the year. Uh, their holidays. Uh, to family functions so they don't get hassled and uh, as they uh, go to all these family activities throughout the year in valentine's saint patrick's day all this stuff uh, they form a connection and uh, it's similar to the um uh, what's that one called it's similar to plus one uh, with Jack Quaid in it that was last year that was also definitely rated R, but pretty cute. <laughs> um, but this one I didn't think was as funny as Plus One. And at least for my particular taste, I didn't laugh that much at this. I wish it was funnier. Um, but if you were looking for something that's not Hallmark and you kind of are sick of the Hallmark, even though it's just the beginning, maybe later on in the <laughs> season, if you're getting a little tired of it, then maybe this has its appeal. I hope you're not um, tired yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't go fresh on it. I didn't laugh enough um, for me personally. Uh, so I would give this like a, like a four out of 10 for me personally. Uh, but if, if it sounds like your thing, then then give it a watch and let me know what you think. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's my thoughts on holiday. <laughs> I'll definitely be watching because I plan on 
watching everything Christmas mm-hmm. related this year. So I'll yeah. let you know how I feel yeah. about it. I look forward to that. That would be really fun <laughs> to hear your thoughts on it. Um, so that's that's the thoughts on holiday. And so the other little thing, and I don't know if you watched this or not, that happened this last weekend on Disney Plus is we got Once Upon a Snowman. Did you get to watch I this? I did. I did. Okay. I watched all eight minutes of it. Okay, like 10 minutes long. <laughs> now, now uh, how invested in the Frozen universe are you? Not very. Not at um, all. Okay. Yeah, not invested in it. I do... Um, have you seen like both the features? Frozen. I have seen both of the features. Okay. I'm familiar with Olaf. My niece um, went as Elsa for Halloween oh, before. So like, I, I, I get it. I, mm-hmm. I understand. Um, and I've, I mean, I thought the short was cute. Yeah. It was kind of like Olaf's origin story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was going to be longer. I was like, it just kind of ended. And I was like, that's it. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was cute too. I mean, I love, I even wrote uh, at rotoscopers.com, I wrote a In Defense of Olaf before Frozen 2 came out, a <laughs> whole article all about it. Uh, <laughs> I love Josh Gad and I think yes. he's so funny as that character. The only thing that I would fault the short on is that it, I really think there should have been a song. It's Josh Gad, it's Olaf. Every other short has had a song. It didn't feel complete. No, it needed I will a song. say that. Yeah, it did not feel complete. Like it was cute, but I was kind of like, "That's it, really?" Yeah. And at the beginning of quarantine, they had they did a little sh- kind of short with Josh Gad singing and Olaf and everything about. I can't remember the name of the song, but just that we'll all get through this. And it was it was so great. I absolutely loved it. And I, I think that that they could have maybe used that song or some other song uh, because I think it needed a song. Yeah. It needed a little something extra. Mm -hmm. I mean, you also see Anna for like 30 seconds. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just like, I wanted more. Yeah. It's all in like the background. Yeah. You see, you see. Yeah. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. And Elsa just at the very, very beginning at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And when that started, I was like, am I watching Frozen? Because <laughs> you're like, I'm not prepared for that. I was like, I can't commit to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did think it was very, I thought it was cute. It was yeah. wintry. It was, I mean, I think kids will yeah. love it. If you're a Frozen fan, you'll yeah. totally love it. If you're not, yeah, it's not going to win it. you over. It's not going to no. change your mind. But. No, especially if you are anti-Olaf, because it is all Olaf yeah. all the time <laughs> in all different <laughs> situations, yeah. formations, with nose, without nose, with head, without head. It's, you know. Yeah. It's so awesome. I'd give it like a six out of 10. It was perfectly harmless, but it could have been better if it had a song, in my opinion. But all right. The other thing, too, you miss out when it's not about Anna and Elsa. You miss out on their costumes, which I love all of Anna and yeah. Elsa dresses. I That's know. That's one of my favorites. So. And I mean, I will say, like, my what I like most about the movies is the relationship with the sisters. Mm-hmm. So to have none of that yeah. just makes it less interesting for me personally. That's very true. All right. Well, let's dive into the Lifetime films that we saw this weekend. So they had three movies over this weekend. And overall, the three movies, would you say that it was a pretty strong start for Lifetime? For sure. I thought that it was a really strong start. I was impressed, especially like I kept thinking throughout the weekend when I was watching these movies they did this during a pandemic like they pulled this off during a pandemic and to have three strong movies out the gate is shocking to me because i expected a definite dip in like quality Mm -hmm. uh, because just because of the conditions that we're in and i didn't feel that way at all i didn't feel that way one bit well, and I was really trying, and this is true with the Hallmark movies, because I think last year 
I maybe gave the early ones a little bit too much of a pass because I was so excited for new movies. Oh, I remember. I was on early. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Rachel, you did not like that movie. (laughs) I know you and you didn't like it. You're telling me you liked it. Well, I did like it, but I just once once I had sort of more to compare it to, then I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um. But just the glow. It's like Christmas is starting. I get intoxicated. I, I, I'm trying to be more objective here. You're drunk on Christmas. That's right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to be a critic here. It's terrible. Um, yeah. It was funny. I interviewed Ashley Williams and she, she was like, ooh, you're the Rotten Tomatoes lady, aren't you? <laughs> I love that. I love that that's what you're famous for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've got a reputation to hold here. She's a tough one. She's yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes lady. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, so yeah. So Christmas on Ice. I was re- I was trying to be objective and uh, look at these. And Christmas on Ice, I had given a sock to you in our preview, if you recall. Yeah. 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 And... <laughs> <laughs> Because the story was on the preview for Lifetime. You were like, indoor rink, outdoor rink, who cares? Why are we why are we flipping out about this? Yeah, the conflict between the indoor and outdoor rinks didn't sound too promising to me. But it turns out it wasn't really a conflict. Like no. not in that way, you know. No. And yeah, so the plot in this, as far as the description is former champion figure skater Courtney, who runs the city's outdoor skating rink, falls in love with Noah, an unlikely benefactor, as she must rally the resources of her young skating class to throw a Christmas carnival and save the recreational heart of the community. I would say that's not a very good description. Would you no, agree? It's not. Yes. And I have to say, overall these synopses for both Lifetime and Hallmark have been really not great because you hear like we base everything in our preview shows um, both Hallmarkies and us at all the fields strictly on a plot synopsis and based on the synopsis I'm like this sounds terrible like ew I don't want to watch this and then you watch it and you're like okay that was cute and they really undersold it in the synopsis that happened with these lifetime ones it did and so i'm saying to lifetime channel amy winter if you're listening to this podcast which i hope you are uh hire us to do the synopsis dory and i can do a much better job let us write them come on like i mean they need to be enticing and they need to do justice to these super cute movies give us a call we're here and we would all we do is christmas so we're ready (laughs) yeah because it's that's just it's it it's not she doesn't like put on a carnival like that's not really part of the story like she's it's more of a it's more of a political movie with her like trying to convince the mayor to change like they don't even mention the mayor in that in that summary and he's a huge part of the story oh yeah and you're right it is like a budget issue it's like a city budget (laughs) issue and trying to figure out like how they how her skating how how her rank and how her program can justify itself among other priorities and I think that that is more relatable and more interesting and also more like real life than what the synopsis said which was like she's throwing a christmas carnival to save the rink that's not exactly Mm-mm. how that went and i thought no. the way they did it was really interesting like she's trying to plead her case by sending all those christmas cards like i thought that was so cute yeah it was really cute and uh, so this stars uh, abigail klein and ryan cooper and i had never seen anything with either of them me either it, to my knowledge uh, it's at least in Leeds. And I thought they were both really good. I really liked them both. I thought she was very sweet. Yeah. I agree. I thought they had good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked her roommate and I liked um, her employee, her Zamboni driver. He was really funny. 
The side characters were hilarious. Like the little girl was so good. She was very (laughs) cute and very sweet. I was going to ask you about the little girl, though. Do you think it's a little much to have her making those cookies? Probably. (laughs) But I didn't... (laughs) So she makes uh, cookies. Mind it. His and hers, like a little family portrait in sugar cookies, (laughs) gingerbread cookies on the tree as ornaments. That's laying it on a little thick. I think if I, I mean, it's perfect for the movie, but if it happened in real life, I'd be like, I think I need to leave. This is getting a little awkward. It was intense because I did, I did clock that because in the way she places the ornament she's like here's me here's daddy and here's you like right beside each other and i don't know at that point they were completely smitten though so she Mm -hmm. was probably like "Mm, sounds good yeah i'll be (laughs) i'll be your family i'll be your stepmom little girl yeah you're like thanks for the help I, I need all the exactly. help I can get, right? She like yeah. drew it out, like going to get each ornament and placing <laughs> it on the tree. Like it was, yeah. I mean, but it was very, that's these mm-hmm. movies, you know? Yeah. I mean, how did you feel they handled this whole reveal? So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, then you need to watch the movie. Um, so there's a big reveal. It, she sees this picture in the mayor's office. And did you know immediately that that was uh, our leads, our co-leads, ex-wife who's passed away? I had no idea. Really? I did not see it coming. And I was texting with my co-host, Erica, and she did not see it coming either. We were both like, plot twist! We had no idea (laughs) how they would all, how, how these things would all come together. Um, I was surprised. They tricked me. It was pretty cute. It, it was, was really, pretty cute. I mean, it was unexpected. I just didn't know because you know that the guy is a widower and you know <laughs> you know that the mayor hates Christmas for no discernible reason <laughs> and he and he seems to not care for this ice rink her outdoor rink he seems to not really care if it stays or goes and you don't know why but you don't I didn't think that those two things were related and you do Mm -hmm. see this ex-hockey player in the mayor's office all the time which is also funny and I probably should have been like why does he keep meeting with the mayor (laughs) he's just like a businessman in the town at first I thought that he was the mayor's son and it didn't occur to me that oh, he'd be the son-in-law, but uh, but then it kind of all started to fall into place. Very and tricky lifetime. Very I tricky. I liked and it. It was really cute though. And she she sends the uh, she gets the thousand uh, car- uh, Christmas cards to come to <laughs> keep the oval. Mm-hmm. They said oval. I think. Five million times. Yeah, the skating movie. oval. The skating oval. Eight million times. <laughs> oval, oval, oval. And I loved these cards. They were just like, Merry Christmas. Keep the oval. <laughs> and her roommate is conveniently the mayor's assistant. Mm-hmm. So she just keeps bringing in these stacks of Christmas cards. And of course, I mean, I have to say the mayor was a really great Scrooge-like character. Yeah, he was good. He was opening these cards like, oh christmas get this out of my face and it was just so funny so one little nitpick i have in this movie that i didn't love was i thought the music was too loud uh for a lot of it and it was too much it was too like whoa i'm going all over the keyboards i'm going i'm like it was too it should just when you have background music like that it should just be sort of this light breezy kind of thing you hardly even notice when i'm noticing the music it's too loud it's too yeah. much so that's a small nitpick um that could have been better i think yeah <laughs> it was a lot i was like wow this person really like tried too hard it's now it's too much yeah they were all they were all over <laughs> that score <laughs> yeah they were <laughs> um, and i also this is a huge nitpick, but uh, she wears during when they're doing the cookie baking and the tree decorating scene, which was a whole long montage, which I loved, but she, I hated her sweater. It was like See, this weird 1980s 
<laughs> black and white weird sweater. Like, why it's funny that it's funny because you tweeted you hated the sweater, <laughs> and then I was watching the movie with Erica, and I sent her. I was like, Rachel hates the sweater. Yeah, and Erica goes, I really like it. I said, Me too. <laughs> and so me and Erica were too talking. big for her, and it just looked. I don't know. I was like, what is this? Is this like a 1980s music video all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> it is a loud sweater. Like it's the loud pattern sweater. is loud. Yes. But I like a loud sweater. Yeah. And so both Erica and I were like, yeah, I'd wear that. <laughs> I mean, did it look a little bit like a tablecloth? Yes. Did it have poncho vibes? Also, yes. <laughs> I still thought it was cute. I was yeah. like, I'd wear that. <laughs> That's so funny. And then (laughs) Mel's comment was that she was concerned because she was making cookies in this black and white sweater and that it could be ruined with flour or sugar or whatever. Did she, was she a fan of the sweater aside from the impracticality? (laughs) She didn't say, which leads me to believe she did not care for the sweater. (laughs) She was probably on your team, but Eric and I both wanted it. Anyone knows where we can get that sweater? Let us know. Yes. Um, so I thought that the near kiss was really good in this. I mean, the kid being <laughs> causing the darn near kiss. It's classic. We have but a I liked interruption. It. Yes. Yep. And she speaks before the, the city council. And that was classic for this kind of movie. It was like Capra-esque almost. You, know, you could put your yep. Jimmy Stewart doing it. It was great. Yep. And uh, and then that scene when she thinks that that he has betrayed her. And she's lying there on the ice, just straight out. Like it was great. (laughs) She falls while she's, you know, she's skating out her frustration and she falls and just rolls over onto her back and throws her arms out and she's in tears. And it's just like so, so dramatic. And the camera's directly above her head. I mean, it's just great magical. I loved it. Oh, it cracked me up. Yep, and then the whole ending with the presentation mm-hmm. for the whole town in honor, and renaming the rink after the after the daughter, it was just really sweet. And so overall, I, I really that. enjoyed the movie. I mean, if my only complaints are about a sweater and maybe a little too loud music, <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> I know. I really loved the resolution. Like, I think this was really smart and really well done. I liked that, you know, we find out that this, that the mayor's daughter loved to skate and that she passed away. And so he just kind of has a negative connotation with, you know, it's it's probably hard for him mm-hmm. to see all those people skating in that rink every year. And he can't see her out there anymore. He can't see his daughter out there anymore. And it's really great how they decide, like they cover everything. Like they figure out the budget issue. They figure out how to honor the daughter. And even the mayor gets out there on the ice and he's so cute skating around. It's just adorable. I I thought it was really cute. And what I really liked about it is, so, you know, I love a skating movie And, but I'm also very picky about the skating scenes in a skating movie. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about this one is that there weren't any big scenes that they had to like cover. And there, there were like a couple where she would skate around and do a little program, but they were pretty good. um, How they used the uh, body double and everything. And I think it's because she was a former professional skater but like it's not like she was competitive she really just wanted to save the ring so she could keep teaching classes to the kids mm-hmm. so they didn't have a big they didn't have to have a big performance aspect to it that they had to like cover and get music and get costumes and do a lot of like magic in post and i think that that made it better Mm -hmm. you know the focus wasn't really on the skating all that much yeah because i mean they're really great skating movies and the reason why they're good is because if you look into the cutting edge they trained really hard for that for sure (laughs) they they were right that's a lot and months yeah and obviously that's not gonna be the case here but this one i feel like they got pretty competent skaters uh 
to to do it so it was it was it wasn't distracting at least for me me either um, any of the skating scenes so that was good so uh we do stars for lifetime out of five stars what would you give i would give this one i think i'd give this one 3.75 stars Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna give the same it was it was a lot of fun definitely like i said i gave it a sock so it was better than i anticipated we were both pleasantly surprised and it was the first movie i'm mm-hmm. always kind of Risky. like meh. yeah i'm always like meh for the first movie mm-hmm. great it was great yeah. fun it kept my attention the whole time which for me is the biggest indicator mm-hmm. that i like a movie because yeah. it is so easy with us sitting in our homes right now mm-hmm. to get on our phones and to get on our computers and whatever but i was watching the whole time yeah me too very good. All right. So then we had Christmas Unwrapped, and this was on Saturday. And <laughs> I can't remember what I gave this one. I didn't write it down. I should have. Um, but this one, it follows Charity, an ambitious reporter who learns the true meaning of Christmas when she investigates Eric Gallagher, a beloved member of the town who insists all the gifts he provides are from none other than Santa himself. And this starred Amber Stevens West and Marco Grazzini and Cheryl Ladd. And so this film, overall, I enjoyed it, especially by the end. It took me a little while to warm up to her. I mean, I know that's by design. She's supposed to be kind of, you know, Scrooge at the beginning and everything. But but she was almost a little, she was a little much for me at first. And I'm like, wow, you're getting, cause you have to be really careful how you do that. And when you do the transition, how you do it, and how unlikable do you make your lead character? That's tricky. And they they just skirted it. It was going on a little too long. I'm like, oh, man, she's a lot. And uh, But then it won me over. So they, they succeeded, I guess. And so this movie was written by Carly Smale. And it said, I think, in the, um, in the summary, when we're talking, it said story by. And so I wasn't sure, like, it had a bunch of people in the writing. So I wasn't sure how much was her, but mm-hmm. it, when, when we had our patron watch along with her, she told us that she, bas- that she basically wrote it. Uh, and so that made me more excited because I love her. She did Christmas pen pals and she did snowed in Christmas mm-hmm. and she's a very good writer. And I think you could definitely see that there was some really solid writing in this movie uh, particularly little scenes like when they're debating about who's the best Chris, but uh, the best Ebenezer Scrooge, mm-hmm. uh, who's this like little scenes of dialogue like that. I think yeah. elevate these kinds of movies, uh, the good ones over the, you know, just okay ones. When you get that kind of witty banter, yeah, that's gold is as far as I'm concerned. And <clears throat> so overall, what did you think of this one overall? I liked it and color me surprised that I liked it because mm-hmm. I do not care for a Santa movie in most situations. I am not the one who is here for like the Santa magic of uh-huh. these movies. I normally hate that. Mm-hmm. And this I was shocked that I was enjoying it. And I think it's because the Santa-ness was not overt. Like, she meets this guy and he is magically producing, you know, $2 million worth of gifts every year for people for Christmas. But like, he's kind of the face of this Christmas magic. And it's not like Santa, Santa. you know, winking from the corner, like I'll make your dreams come true or whatever. And I love that it was handled that way. She does have the meeting, the one meeting in the coffee shop with the, I guess, santa Mm -hmm. and that is brief and it's kind of confusing like she doesn't really know what's going on and we're all kind of like who is that like what is this is that santa whatever so i thought that that magical aspect was handled really well because it was like grounded in a real life person that she's interested in yeah and the only thing about it though for me well the only thing about it for me was that was that as far as that aspect of it is I kind of felt like is this enough for him to be this big of a deal because it seemed like most of the stuff that he did was pretty small like a free skating day 
a, a movie day. It's not like he's like Oprah giving everybody cars or, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like everything seemed pretty doable. Like I think if I decided right. I wanted to right. do a free movie day, I could probably work up enough funding if I tried hard. Like it didn't yeah. seem that crazy to me to be like this is front story we're like we're putting our big reporter on this is gonna be a big thing yeah well the whole story aspect i could have done without and the uh we'll get into that we'll get into the the end of the movie and the last scene later Mm -hmm. but i agree with you like i the the thing that did make me laugh was like we have to uncover what's going on behind this guy's like evil empire of gifts it was just like no stop and he says you know we fundraise all year and you're right it like if you fundraise all year and that's all you do you probably can afford like a movie day and (laughs) and some other and like a skating day like you can probably afford some of those things so it is funny that they were like you know what? It was just because he was mysterious and hot. That's why they wanted him on the front page. And you know what? He was very cute. He was very, I agree with you. And uh, and most of that kind of stuff would probably end up being donated anyway. So the amount of funds that it's going to require from this guy is not very much, especially if there's, if it's kind of this sort of not notorious but this kind of famous it's developed developed sort of reputation of some kind like i'm sure the skating rink would would just donate a day you know to helping these kids get to skate i'm sure the theater would uh would have donated or made very cheap you know the uh the theater so i i just feel like it's it's not front page material here but nevertheless he is front page material yes he is (laughs) (laughs) yes and i like i said i loved the little banter between the two and for the record i do not think that george c scott is better than michael Caine as scrooge because muppets christmas carol is the best george c scott doesn't even try an english accent (laughs) he's like the most american (laughs) scrooge i've ever heard and the thing is is they go back to his past and these like little baby scrooge has has like an english accent so I'm like, what happened where did he go he lost how, his accent like, how all of a sudden did he turn into general Patton? like what is going on uh but it's a good movie i like the generals i like the george c scott version but he is not a better scrooge than michael kane i will fight anyone on that any day and plus the fact that you got to think that Michael Caine had to do all of those things and all of those songs while he was walking on. Cause when they do the Muppets, they, they, you walk on a little like platform mm-hmm. and then they have the puppeteers. Sorry to break the magic. The puppeteers in the ground in like down below with their You're hands. Ruining the up. Christmas magic. <laughs> I thought the puppets walked. <laughs> and talked and sang on yes. their own kermit and, is and real so when you're walking when you're doing the when you're walking in a scene with muppets you have to maintain a a a, a small little spot on this platform otherwise you'll fall down into where the puppeteers are and so the number of things that you have to keep coordinated while giving a good performance while <laughs> while performing with the muppets is a lot of things to keep in all going at the same time while continuing to walk and not fall down into the tunnels. So I think that that alone <laughs> gives his performance the edge and the fact that he actually has a British accent. So yeah, it's kind of important. And Michael Caine gets the edge there for sure. It's not my favorite Scrooge, but he's definitely better. So okay. you would have had a spirited debate on this date. You would have been <laughs> right. True. You would have had a great date with this guy, a winter picnic where you could debate if Christmas Carol performances. If anybody wants to go on a date with me and debate Christmas Carol performances, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> she's got strong opinions. Yeah, and I do. Ready. And she's single. <laughs> so let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So. <laughs> 
I did think it was so cute when he gets her that Rachel reporter doll. I know. So cute. Uh, Loved it. I mean, and I really love her. Like, I think I had less of an issue with her being um, a little tough at the beginning because she was on this show. I loved Greek on ABC family. Mm -hmm. So I just had an affinity to her, an affinity for her going into the movie. Um, so I didn't really mind when she was a little like abrasive, like that first meeting they have, she's straight up rude. (laughs) Um, but I still was going with it because I love her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. Like, yes, it was about doing all of these great events for the holidays for people who deserve it Mm -hmm. but we also really got to see their relationship progress and they really we got to see them getting to know each other and I always appreciate that in these movies as opposed to just like it's love and that's it um yeah you know we got to see them actually like going on dates and stuff and that was fun Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was really fun and I loved when they had the whole dancing scene. That was so good. You love a dancing scene. I love dancing scenes. <laughs> no matter really what good. song is playing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't remember what song was played. I should have written that that down. Toyland. Was this time? Oh no, it wasn't this last time. time. It was last yeah. time. I don't yeah. know what song was playing, but they did have a great dance. Can we talk about her red dress? Yeah, she looked baba boom like that was a killer red dress and i know you appreciate a red dress yes at Christmas. i do yeah that's she true great she did and it was a nice comparison between the two because he is all about uh the you know the magic and believing and faith and hope and and she's all about facts and mm-hmm. and uh, logic and reason and all of that stuff. So like the, that that's just what you want for your Christmas romance. And right. I kind of like a little bit of whimsy, and I miss that because I like that in some Christmas movies. And so it's kind of nice when Lifetime can give it give that to us because Hallmark hardly ever does. And uh, so they've done a good job with something like Christmas Perfection, uh, which had that kind of magic and whimsy. It was so much fun. And here, you know, there's just like a little bit, a little bit of magic, which yeah. I enjoyed. And- Sprinkled in. I also liked her roommate in this movie. Mm-hmm. And how her roommate got a little romance of her own that I thought mm-hmm. was really cute. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about and see what you're feeling. So when you see these group scenes skating dancing things like that is there a part of you that kind of that's that's a, it's a little bit painful because we can't participate in those activities for sure it's mm-hmm. a little bit well first off it's weird because everyone is just full-faced <laughs> there's no mask and i think we're so used yeah, to like that's true Seeing, like that for me is always a little weird i'm like where's the masks and then i'm mm-hmm. like you're watching a movie relax <laughs> um and it's it also true. is painful like we seeing i miss one of the things i miss most is like going out to dinner with my friends i just had a conversation with a friend this week about how like we both had a rough week and all we wanted was to go to our favorite mexican restaurant in la and get a margarita and it's like you can't do that you can and you can sit outside but like it's just not the same experience that we are used to you know and like sharing a meal is so communal and that doesn't feel as comfortable right now. So it is kind it's, you know, it is sad in a way to watch some, some of these scenes of people gathering and especially scenes of like concerts and stuff. I miss concerts. I miss live music, live theater, live everything. Mm-hmm. And it is sad. Like you, you feel that loss when you see those scenes, at least I do. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you? I, I no, I do. I felt it, especially in the um, uh, the Luke McFarlane one. Um, what's it called? Chateau um, Christmas. Chateau. Yeah, Chateau Christmas. 
uh, because that one, the whole movie is all about, you know, planning this concert and we can't go to concerts right now. And it was just like, oh, oh, yeah, it's a it was, little it was hard. Yeah, it's like a little gut punch, you know, and it's like, and it, what's funny is I will see scenes in movies of things that I would normally not do. Like I was watching something and they were at a club and I have outgrown my my clubbing years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. watching that scene i was like man it would be really fun to go to a club right now you know yeah. it's like yeah. stuff you never stuff that you would actively avoid in yeah. your life before you're like you know what that sounds great right now to have someone <laughs> spill their drink on me and to be like sweating through my shirt you know it's just yeah. so funny it's that true. you don't you don't know what you've got till it's gone it's true yeah it's true and so I thought she was a she was a very good crier in this movie. I thought she sold the emotion very well. She did. And you know, the more she kind of gets into the into the case and finds out about his parents and how much she's struggling with that, like I bought it. I felt like it was it was believable for this kind of film. And then when she quits, because I love me an epic quit in a movie. That's like my favorite. Yeah. So I thought she did a good job with that. And then the fact that her roommate also quit, I was like, yeah, oh, double epic quit. Was- when she comes in with her box full of stuff from her desk, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, it was really I good. loved that. I do. Lo- I love an epic quit scene too. And also just a realizing that you you know, I love people standing by their moral code and not letting yeah. things like money get in the way of that, you know, because it, it feels very cathartic because in real life, none of us are really quitting our jobs, but it feels really good to watch that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have a question for you, Rachel. Yes. If you start dating a guy, mm-hmm. you have the winter picnic and you are arguing about you know george michael kane or george c scott and you're like this guy's the one (laughs) and he tells you (laughs) that he his business gets its funding from santa and he says just trust me and you are to ask no more questions (laughs) how how are you feeling about that (laughs) and everything has gone like really good up until then yeah oh perfect 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 i mean he took you on a winter picnic i would probably giggle i would probably be stupid (laughs) i would probably giggle and just be like oh he's just being charming because he knows i love christmas movies or something like (laughs) i don't know what would you do like, well, you don't like you don't like Santa. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm out of here. Santa's your boss. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, Santa's your boss. Take me to the North Pole, and if you can't do that right now, we're done. Get Rudolph here right now. Otherwise, seek help. I mean, that's that's. I'd, what I would I'd be say. like, oh my gosh, I'm actually in a Hallmark movie. This is so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> you know what as i suspected i fully expected your answer to be i mean i'd i'd go with it and and i expected my answer to be absolutely not this guy is crazy he needs a therapist not you know santa (laughs) so put in the comment section what your answer to the question would be (laughs) what you would do or on twitter tell us (laughs) hashtag awkward christmas date (laughs) and that way we'll know that you listen to basically the whole podcast and we'll talk about it it'll be great because that wouldn't be the most weird thing i've had happen to me on a date so why not (laughs) you know what that's the thing you're not even wrong about that like weirder has happened (laughs) i i I mean i don't think i'd be surprised by any stretch if someone was like yeah santa's my boss yeah i would just want a trip to the north pole out of it yeah, and be like, do you have a subscription at, like Amazon.com? Right. Like <laughs> you get a discount. <laughs> right. Like, what are the perks yeah. of working for Santa? And can I get in on that? And do you get all the hot cocoa you want? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. elves? Are you friends with elves? I want to see them and talk to them and be friends with them too. Does Santa eat all of those cookies? What's his favorite? You know, like I have questions if if you if Santa is truly your boss. Yeah. 
The only major problem that I have with this movie, why is it called Christmas Unwrapped? Yeah, makes no sense. No sense. I You could even call it like Christmas Uncovered or something and that would make more sense. It just... I was like, huh? Yeah, the Christmas Reporter or yeah. Christmas on the Case or Christmas... Uh, I, I I have no idea why it's called Christmas Unwrapped. They literally don't wrap a single present in the whole movie. <laughs> or unwrap. <laughs> <laughs> and, I know. It doesn't quite fit. It It doesn't quite fit. I can see what they were going for, but it doesn't quite fit. No. You know? And this is another one. Based on title and synopsis, I don't think I was interested in this one little bit. Okay, I can't remember if we gave it socks or not. I can't remember. I can't imagine if I knew this was a Santa movie that I entertained this for one second. (laughs) Um, But it was very cute. Very cute. I I enjoyed it too. So how many stars do you give it out of five? I would give it... I'd say 3.5, a little less than the skating movie, but right in that range. Because of the script, I'm going to give it a four. I think, Carly, you are a good writer. <laughs> You're really good at your job. So congratulations. This that was... she is. Uh, so, all right. The last one we have is Forever Christmas. And this, as we said in our preview, was formerly Mr. 365. <laughs> on the fashion flicks network streaming service which we had in. all seen did we talk <laughs> about this with rachel and we were all like yes. wait a minute we've all <laughs> seen this yeah <laughs> and this stars christopher russell and chelsea hobbs and directed by Kristen will wolf and it's when workaholic reality tv producer sophie starts working on a holiday season show about will a wildly sexy guy who celebrates christmas <laughs> every day of the year she finds herself falling for her for her mysterious unlikely new star renewing her long lost faith in christmas in the process so <laughs> here's a weird thing about this movie I like it better as Mr. 365. And yeah, I don't I think I'm too. supposed to because a good Hallmarky should like the clean. Rachel, it's too hot. You, <laughs> like, you like the hot version. <laughs> the uh, a good Hallmarky, a good little Mormon girl from Utah should like the clean version better than the steamy passion flicks version. It's true. I should. But, but I think here's the thing. It's one thing to have a movie that's made to be squeaky clean. and fun and sweet and it's built around that right it's another thing to have a movie that's built around being somewhat edgy then is take taken down to being your sweet sweet squeaky clean movie something right is lost and i think the thing that made this movie unique was the fact that it had that as you would say intimacy (laughs) that was unique and other so it just became kind of a generic movie it was fine but it wasn't right unique. well and there you know to be specific there is a scene taken out yes that is important because it makes the rest of what happens make more sense mm-hmm. because when you're watching the passion flicks version there is a scene where they do a whole lot more than kiss Yes, they and do. so the next day when they are at work and she is freaking out because she thinks he's going to hurt himself. He's on this ladder and she and later in the movie, they're talking about her friends like, OK, this might not be a great move for your career, you know, getting involved with this guy. It makes more sense because. Yeah. They, at that point, are together. Like, they are really into each other. They are spending a lot of time together. It makes more sense than they just kissed a couple times. Mm -hmm. And her emotional investment in him and his expectations of her and her job and how she make him look make more sense with that context. It makes more sense when you know that they are, like, spending weekends together yeah. at her house yeah it just makes you, no sense yeah and i don't even think they even show the the maybe there's one little kiss but in the big kind of climactic scene they cut it out when they're just talking 
yeah. it's out and then commercial break. And the next, next is she's really excited in her room the next morning. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Right. I guess miss- that was a really good conversation. <laughs> I know you do like you miss. And even, I think they cut out before anything happens. Like they kiss yeah. the first time he comes to her house they kiss and I think in the lifetime version like they kiss once and she kicks him out she's like you gotta go yeah but in the passion flicks version it's hilarious because she kisses him and then she's like no we can't do this we have to stop and then she like jumps on him again and that's after that second time she's like okay enough like you have to go (laughs) and even that's that like scene it makes more sense about their chemistry like they have really strong chemistry and i liked the lifetime version it was perfectly fine and fun but i agree with you the the passion flicks version made it make more sense it made it make more sense and it was just more unique because we don't get movies like that yeah they were used to the sort of the 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 uh the really safe clean movies which right it was different is great but it was just something different which was fun and i just thought that christopher russell was really good as the sexy guy he was so good yeah he was kept taking off that shirt baby kept taking it off i mean this was the perfect character for him which i think you said like this is this is perfect for him yeah um patrick from lifetime on cork podcast which i recommend it is uh, a more of an uh, a mature listening podcast but really fun uh patrick was tweeting all about it and he was like "Ooh," and i was like you haven't seen anything till you've seen the flicks <laughs> version he was like what is this i was like <laughs> find I mean, it <laughs> if you if you can go if you go a couple steps higher with your heat level yeah i would really recommend the passion flicks version because it's nothing crazy okay no, it is it's not even rated crazy it's not even r-rated it is nothing crazy but it does make it a little bit more of a well-rounded and interesting i agree with you rachel's story and i mean you just get to see him shirtless a lot more and he's got his little tattoo there. I mean, it is just great. It is a great, great movie. It's really, and I mean, I think it's really fun and funny too. You know, you've worked in television production. Is, is the whole thing just completely ridiculous on that level? Or is there some, I mean, there is a kernel of truth to like the story that you (laughs) the story that is and the story that you want to present to get people interested Mm -hmm. I think like you can't fabricate a story out of the clear blue like that always makes me laugh when people are like this never happened it's editing it's like well something happened some Mm -hmm. part of this happened it could be construed in different ways it could be cut with different with things from different times yeah and like music can make a big difference totally well totally and i think what's fun is you saw in this movie like it was a (laughs) they used so her version and her boss's version of the sizzle reel basically for their show used the same footage but had different music and just kind of compiled it differently and you got a fully different connotation about what the show was it went Mm -hmm. from like sensationalistic to or sensational to like just funny and quirky Mm -hmm. and that is true of tv and that is the art that story producers and producers and editors create one thing as someone who has worked in tv that drove me nuts both when I saw the passion flicks version and this version, there's a scene where she's interviewing him. I think it's when he's sitting by the train set and he's like mm-hmm. talking about it and her producer and her other f- friend are in the back chit chatting. That would never happen on a movie set on a TV set. It would never happen. Like you can't even have your phone on. Even if your phone vibrates, it can throw things off. Mm-hmm. So that part made me crazy because they're having a full-on conversation about like, well, she really, you know, is pulling the personality out of him. Blah 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 blah. Oh, that drove me crazy. Total nitpick, so, but it drove me nuts. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You have to be really quiet on set. The other thing I wondered about is the whole scene where they kind of manipulate the boom mic uh, uh, operative to destroy the gingerbread house. Is that something that's... Would they really destroy somebody's property like that? I For a bit? I don't think so. That whole... I thought that whole scene was kind of weird. Because also, what is that... You also never want to make the crew the show. So why would you want like a crew member breaking mm-hmm. someone's property? None of that really felt. So right. they wouldn't like, I mean, obviously there's some shows like the Hills or something like that, where they're like bringing an artificial conflict, but that's with the consent of the cast not like this where they're like destroying his property i think it is far-fetched to imagine that they would you know destroy someone's home Mm -hmm. for a story for a plot point um but who knows you know people there are there are crazy people out there who knows but it it is far-fetched and that also like that whole scene also was like it's not interesting like she breaks the gingerbread house that he can then rebuild because that's what he does because i think they were expecting him to like have some big response or something that's what they wanted they wanted the flip out and Mm -hmm. that is authentic like you want to draw in reality tv they want to draw reactions out of you you know and it's like when someone is sitting across from you asking you questions like they are at times trying to push buttons to get an authentic emotional reaction right Mm -hmm. because a lot of times with reality tv like let's talk about the real housewives which is my favorite people love the real housewives when they fight and when they have those arguments like you pull you draw out some of those tensions as a producer to like get them to stir the pot and to say things that maybe they normally wouldn't say or to say more on something it's Mm -hmm. like you give a little bit it's like well talk more about that you know um they're not gonna be like destroying property No, but they're not going to be like, you know what? I'm going to set this person's house on fire because we need a story. (laughs) That's not happening. Okay. Very good. Not from my experience. I don't know. Right. Anyone out there, let us know. Have you ever damaged someone's property for a (laughs) storyline? Yes, please. (laughs) Let us know. Um, All right. Well, so what do you give Mr. 365 and what do you give Forever Christmas? I give mr 365 four stars and i would give um forever christmas maybe 3.75 i would just dock it a little bit um but i definitely think that mr 365 was better yeah i don't know i think i might be a little bit more harsh uh i think i would do 3.75 for mr 365 and something like like a three like it was okay it was perfectly fine but it just wasn't as good i'm sorry yeah um so it's like when you go see one of those disney live action remakes and you're just like it's not as good why would i watch this when i can just watch the other one it'll never That's be better. as good it'll That's never right. be as good so there we go <laughs> that is these movies so let us know what you think of these movies and uh, you can put in, uh, what did we say was the hashtag? Shoot, I should have written it down. <laughs> was it awkward? Oh, yeah. <laughs> awkward date stories? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Down- <laughs> I'll have it in the description section. I'll put it when I edit. <laughs> the hashtag. Uh, but, uh, but yes. And so let us know what your star rating would be for each of these films and when you get to see holiday if you decide to watch it let me know what you think of that and uh, that would be really fun and so thanks so much dory it's always so much fun to get to talk to you anytime and uh so thank you and where can people find you you can find us at all the fields pod on Twitter and on Facebook um, and wherever you listen to podcasts, Great. subscribe, download all the fields, download our bracket. Come join us for the yes. merry madness this year. 
You all need to check it out. It's really good. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll put my holiday react, uh, review right there. So check it out. And also uh, make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And for all the feels, it really helps us out. People are able to find the podcast Uh, especially during this peak time, we'd really, really appreciate those reviews and ratings. And then also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that. And we also realized on our YouTube that that there was a weird setting that was making a lot of ads pop up. We've changed that. We fixed it. Sorry about that. We didn't know. Um, So it should be better over on the YouTube channel if you prefer to watch your podcasts then listen so check that out and then also we have our patron group which is really fun and we have those uh, behind the scenes those patron watch alongs like we did with carly this last weekend we have some really fun ones coming up and so please take a look and uh, you can support us for as little as two dollars a month and it really 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 helps us so much and then we also have our merch store, which has tons of festive designs. We have some new ones coming up by artist Jessica Miller that y'all are going to really, really like. So make sure to check that out. They and even have masks. Yes, we do. We have masks that and are so, so cute. You can check them out. <laughs> uh, so please take a look at that. It'll all be in the description section. So thanks again, Dory. I really appreciate it. And we'll see y'all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.